In our innocence, we played in a world that we thought belonged to us. We ran in freedom and abandonment, the dust settling on our youthful legs as we picked it up with our rushing feet, joyfully fleeting from home to home, unaware of the worries that creased our parents' brows. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Hey, I'm Listening. I'm your host, Dr. Joan, and I'm so excited to be with you this week. There is a higher order um, to all of this where we have to recognize this is said in the Bible and it's said in other uh, wise books that we have a creator that is over us. We have a creator that is above us. We have a creator that is through us and in all of us, like every Mm -hmm. single one of us, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so our ancestors have God in them. Like you have God in you and I have God in me. And it is when we come to an awareness, which is the going inward, and discover that awareness of who we are and the divinity that is in us, that we become the creators, right? Right. And so if our ancestors had a wisdom in them that allowed them to connect with that divine part of themselves, and then spoke into being a future that we are now experiencing, right? The question is, what did the ancestors have in mind for us? So what do you think the ancestors have in mind for us? What is is it that they want us to do right now? I don't think our ancestors could ever have imagined us here. I don't think in any of their wildest imaginations could they have imagined us where we are today. Yeah. So I'm just going to say our ancestors want the best for us. Yes. Our ancestors want us to be able to, once again, I'm going to go back to this, go for our own destiny, um, yeah. attain our own, you know, have the have the tools and the skills to uh, go, you know, go after what we believe is our true destiny. I don't think in any imagination from anybody's ancestor, I don't think anybody would ever have believed that we would be where we are and the world would be where the world is today. So like any parent, you want the best for your child. And I think that's what our ancestors would want for us. So I think we're in agreement that we're in the best place that yeah. and a better place than our ancestors, correct? I don't necessarily believe that, but no, <laughs> no, not necessarily. No, so I think we're you... in a different place. Yeah, definitely. So you think they wanted us in a different place than where we are today? Oh, no, not at all. I'm just oh. saying that they couldn't have imagined where, where we... we are today. Yeah. I don't think they could have imagined where we are today. We're not in a million years. It's, I think I, I have a, I mean, a, a, you know, an image in my head. Yes. I have an image of uh, the old kings of Africa, the Monomotapa empires and, and things like that, of great Zimbabwe and, uh, and of my um, great grandparents and my ancestors living in in the Rondevalds and the Houts, um, yes. what they called Bush. I, I really hate the English words for all this, but but anyway, <laughs> the, 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 the forest and what was our country then? Yes. From then, from there, I mean, they were free and it, whatever freedom is they were free right self-determination that's the word yeah that right to self-determination they had it Uh, as much as uh 
whatever animals or, you know, whatever natural disasters came. But self-determination was just a reality for them, right? Yes. And of course, let me not, the tribal wars, tribal wars, natural disasters and stuff like that would determine. But being here to say that my my great, great, great grandmother would have seen me sitting in front of a table in a room in Canada, having this conversation. Um, no, I don't think they incredibly <laughs> <laughs> near would have imagined that sitting yet, in front of them. And yet yeah. what you're suggesting is by their very thoughts, they created it. So their very thought of wanting the best for their children. Yes. And then our next generation wanting the next best thing for their children. And the next is, yes, they created it. They meant, you know, they yes. manifested. And which, according to you, because they manifested it, they also manifested our struggle. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. we had to struggle to along because the way. Because out of the struggle, that is where we get to the better part of who we are. And it is after getting to the best part of who we are, then all of those wonderful things that will make us happy uh, mm-hmm. come. So mm-hmm. let me ask you this question. You're trying to create something right now. What is it that you're creating? Right now, I'd, I'd like to read, a, may I read a little bit of my poem Absolutely, for you? yeah. So you can kind of have an idea of why. Yeah. So uh, my poem, Raging Silence, was part of the anthology Township Girls. Yes. Okay, uh, where 31 of us ladies wrote... Um, some autobiographical pieces. Yes. This is my poem, Raging Silence. In our innocence, we played in a world that we thought belonged to us. We ran in freedom and abandonment, the dust settling on our youthful legs as we picked it up with our rushing feet, joyfully fleeting from home to home, unaware of the worries that creased our parents' brows. The bombs came with suddenness. The sound of gunfire splitting the silent nights. The windows darkened. The lights extinguished. Hush, children, don't make a sound. The nights of noisy family dinners and shrieking laughter forever lost to the unseen battles rage. Our lives were measured in home, school, hospital, church. Beyond that, we were unaware. Hush, children, be silent. On holidays, we went to the tribal trust lands. Oh, yes. That's what they named them. We went to our ancestral homes to visit the great-grands, the grands and the cousins. We spent the days in the sun, in the fields, learning about our heritage and our ways. We picked corn, we sowed the fields, we used the tools that our grandfathers had made with their own hands. And the guns came and the bombs fell and the roads were not safe and anticipation became mixed with dread. Mm. And there's more, but uh, that's basically what uh, Raging Silence, the poem, is about. And what I'm working on now is uh, a documentary that I've named Raging Silence. I would like to move from us us speaking about what happened through the transition uh, from Rhodesia to Zimbabwe, which is a lot of what these stories are, because that was our generation, the crossover generation, as we called it, to this generation, to us growing up and our children's generation, the changes that have come, some of the things that we were discussing earlier about the, the challenges of self-governance that have come through these years yet still. So this is why I'm making this documentary. I seriously believe that we need to document our own history. This is what I was saying before, that uh, our history should not only be, you know, what the Europeans tell us our history is, but we, at any chance we can get, 
we should document our own history. And this is kind of part of what I'm becoming a part of and what I'd like to create. Wow. That sounds absolutely wonderful. So the raging silence, where do you want us to move to? Is there another thing other than raging silence? Where do you want to move from the raging silence? Yeah. Hopefully we all move towards a, a, a level of peace right. and uh, contentment. So as we document and mm. as we come to an awareness of who we are, then we come back to that place of speaking again, but then speaking from a place of peace and a place of just, as you've said, gentleness and kindness. Right. A so, knowledge of our history. I think there's there's um, that missing piece where it's very easy to diminish someone or minimize someone or undermine someone when they don't have a knowledge of who they are or where they came from. So that is a lot of part of what we're, we'd like to do, document, and so that our children in the future will say, oh, you know, when some of our old aunties wrote this, right? Let me see what it was about. Oh, this was their experience. That's not very different from what it makes. Oh, you know, having that, that knowledge, not that so that everybody tells you this is your history, this is where you came from, this is how it is, but you know for yourself, this is what my auntie's experienced, this is what my granny's experienced, this is what my grandfather experienced. This was actually their history. So from that, you get, gain a sense of peace yes, and a, a sense of, you know, through that self-awareness, self-knowledge. Yes. As you talk about the stories, will you be using the stories from this book to actually create the documentary? Or will you then use, um, you know, say, traveling to Zimbabwe? And will you interview, you know, folks there? What's the plan? What does the documentary kind of look like? What's the lay of the land? That is the plan. That is the plan. I have a few friends in this book that I believe will be very pertinent to the documentary. They are some beautiful, powerful ladies, beautiful, powerful women who, who achieved some amazing things. So I would love a chance to interview some of them, mostly because you know all that elitism that, that we talk about, my friends have achieved. And I don't want this documentary to be only about the ones who have attained or who have achieved or whose parents fought so hard for them during the transition, during independence, that they became you know the elite of the country, because that's not what it's about. The story will have interviews from everyday people, everyday Zimbabweans, uh, from every ethnic background, uh, socioeconomic backgrounds, because we are all part of our story. Absolutely. All these threads we have to, you know, skine together to make the whole story. We're not a single story. We are, you know, a whole lot of skines being weaved together to make bigger the whole story. That sounds wonderful. So... What resources are you needing in order for this to oh. kind of come to fruition? Well, thank you, Dr. Jam. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you asked that. <laughs> I told you one of my favorite questions to ask people is, what do you need? <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. At the moment, there's a Kickstarter campaign happening uh, on Kickstarter called Raging Silence, My Journey to Zimbabwe and Back, yes. where I am crowdsourcing yes. the funding for this documentary. Yes. So 
for anybody who hears this, please share, 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 share. <laughs> yes. There's a, a Kickstarter campaign, crowdsourcing campaign happening for uh, Raging Silence, the documentary. So you need some funds to get started, but what other resources do you need? Well, one of the main reasons also why I'm doing this is that I'd love to hire local. I'd love to hire local documentarians. I'd love to, you know, be able to, even for that short time, give employment to a few. Because there's so many talented people in Zimbabwe, so many brilliant, talented folk who, for whatever reason or another, are not able to, you know, yeah. we have horrendous unemployment rate. Yeah. But anyway, for that short time, I'd love, you know, I'd be able to employ some people. And um, that's also one of them. Yeah. Wonderful. So you need the right people. You need the right amount of money. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, anything else that you need in terms of resources? Well, human resources are always like paramount because if you have the right people in your corner, yeah, the financial resources are, if I could, intellectual resources, anyone who can have input or ideas or suggestions who think, who might be able to um, say, you know, if you did this, I think it would improve or, you know, even just that conversation, even, you know, if I decide, well, it probably wouldn't work for this situation or, or not with these people or this group of people. But if we have um, that intellectual exchange, whereas people, ideas are always welcome. I think you always make, you create something much, much greater, much, much better if you have a bunch of ideas, you know, being thrown around. So intellectual resources as well would be much appreciated. Yes. Okay. That sounds wonderful. So folks, we will drop the link to the kickstart in the description of the show below. We'll also connect you with Naisha by giving her contact information, her website details as well. And we'll end off this interview with a prayer. 